and welcome to Studio RC, your daily encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max, and I am an alcoholic and a believer. And I'm sober today only by the grace of God and the 12 steps and the program contained in the 12-step fellowship. Today, we're going to talk about obsession and craving. And there's a distinction that's made um, in the big book about the the difference between obsession and craving. Um, For those who are addicts, for those who are alcoholics, there's an obsession to drink or to use. And that when once we use, the phenomenon of craving begins, which is why we can't stop. When we've had the first one, we continue on. Um, And so the distinction is made between obsession and craving. And then rather than the craving is something we crave and then we participate in and then start the allergy. So they make that distinction. Sometimes some of the the literature actually uses it interchangeably. But for for the most part, they try to say obsession is what leads up to us using. And then the craving is what takes over once we start to drink or to use. Our, our topic today is going to be um, with the scripture of Titus 3, verses 3 through 8. And this, is, this really seems to be a, a, a picture of, um, of just what, what, what things were like. At one time, we were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. That, that sounds like our addiction. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, we know that we hadn't, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, who He poured out on us generously through Jesus, our Savior so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. So it starts out, at one time we were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passion and pleasures. That was our obsessions. Those were our cravings. Those were the living out of our addiction. But sobriety promises so much more. As I searched through the recovery literature, uh, obsession and craving came up uh, over 30 times in total together. And it talks about the removal of our obsession, expelling. We have a fatal uh, uh, obsession, relieving our obsession. Um, Our obsession is deadly, but needs to be banished. Um, We have to lift the merciless obsession, the great obsession, the mental obsession. Um, So I'm going to, obsession is used again and again. In regards to step two, it says, having reduced us to a state of absolute helplessness, you now declare that none but a higher power can remove our obsession, that desire to want to drink or use. Only a higher power could remove our obsession. Again, for step two, it says the fact that we really hadn't cleaned house so that the grace of God could enter us and expel the obsession. So as we're doing the steps, as we're cleaning house, God's grace comes in to expel the obsession. The higher power removes 
our obsession, which may seem crazy for someone who is in early recovery thinking, you mean I'm not always going to feel this way? No, God will come in and remove or expel the obsession. In regards to step six, it tells, it is plain for everybody to see that each sober member has been granted a release from the very obstinate and potentially fatal obsession. This obsession is fatal. In the end, it will kill us. But again, it can be removed and expelled. In regards to step six, it goes on to say, as they are humbled by the terrific beating administered by drugs and alcohol, the grace of God enters and expels their obsession. It talks about um, in uh, one of, in the forward to the second edition about a sudden spiritual experience. Six months earlier, the broker had been relieved of his drink obsession by a sudden spiritual experience following a meeting with an alcoholic friend who had been in contact with the Oxford groups of that day. So he was relieved of his drink obsession by a spiritual experience. So removed by a higher power, expelled by God, um, the relieved of his, of his drink obsession by a spiritual experience. If that degree of humility in regards to step seven could enable us to find the grace by which such a deadly obsession could be banished, then there must be hope of the same result respecting any other problem we could possibly have. We've seen the obsession removed by God. So maybe God, we ha can have hope respecting other problems that God can come in and remove or expel. It is truly awful to admit that glass in hand we have warped our minds into such an obsession for destructive drinking and using that only an act of providence can remove it from. We have this obsession for destructive addiction. It destroys us and those around us, and the only thing that will remove it is an act of providence. Again, God coming in and removing. We stand ready to do anything which will lift this merciless, lift this merciless obsession from us. We'll do anything for it to be lifted. The idea that somehow, someday, we will control and enjoy our drinking or using is the great obsession of every abnormal drinker, drinker or addict. We, we have this obsession, like, no, I'm going to do this normal. I'm going to do it like other people. It's a great, the great obsession that propels us, and it's just, it's not going to happen. It talks about the mental obsession plus physical allergy. We have a mental obsession to use. And then we have the physical allergy of once we start using, that's when the phenomenon of craving begins. Our sponsor declared that we were the victims of a mental obsession, so subtly powerful, no amount of human willpower could break it. So we have a mental obsession with a physical allergy. It's subtle and it's powerful. That There was an insistent yearning to enjoy life as we once did and a heartbreaking obsession that some new miracle of control would enable us to do. It was heartbreaking, this obsession for control that we desired because it never came. And if it did, it, 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 it was short-lived at best. There is an obsession that somehow, someday, we will beat the game. It just doesn't happen unless we do the, the, the program of recovery. We are relieved of the alcohol obsession, the drug obsession. Our lives unaccountably transformed. We came to believe in a higher power and most of us began to talk of God because we were relieved of the obsession. When we're relieved of the obsession, our lives become transformed. The 12 steps 
are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which is, if practiced, is a way of life and can expel the obsession to drink, to use, and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. It, it, it expels our obsession and we become happy and useful. Whew, that's good. I want that. That's what you want. That's what you need if you haven't had that yet. When I become willing to clean house and then ask a higher power, God, as I understood him, to give me release, my obsession to drink, to use, vanished. So our obsession not only can be expelled, it can be vanished because God gives us release. Step one showed us an amazing paradox. We found that we were totally unable to be rid of our obsession to use or to drink until we first admitted we were powerless over it. And then we talk about craving. Um, we develop this, this phenomenon of craving. It, and it, it talks about this in the doctor's opinion multiple times. Actually, um, all the times I'm going to reference are all from the doctor's opinion. All these and many others have one symptom in common. They cannot start drinking without developing the phenomenon of craving. In other words, the doctor recognized that once we started, we developed this phenomenon of craving. They took a drink or so prior to the date, and then the phenomenon of craving at once became paramount to all other interests so that important appointments were not met. Because we, we got some in us, the phenomenon of a craving became so great because we had tasted it, because we had experienced it. Nothing would expel that. These men and women were not drinking to escape. They were drinking to overcome a craving beyond their mental control. It wasn't so much like, oh, I, I need to get out of here. I need to numb that, which we did absolutely do. But there comes to a point where we have to overcome the craving, that, that mental obsession, that, the phenomenon of craving. After they have succumbed to the desires again, and as many do, in other words, in picking up and using again and breaking their sobriety, the phenomenon of a craving develops. They pass through the well-known stages of a spree, emerging remorseful with a firm resolution not to drink again. So we, we go through this phenomenon of, of craving that develops and we, we, we go on a spree, we were sorry for what we did, and we have this firm resolution and then we do it again. That's the picture of the phenomenon of craving. Of course, an alcoholic or an addict ought to be freed from his physical craving for drugs or liquor. And this often requires uh, a definite hospital procedure before psychological measures can be of maximum benefit. This was their approach in, uh, in the 30s by doctors. They didn't know there was another approach. We believe, and so suggest, suggest a few years ago, that the action of alcohol and drugs on these chronic alcoholics and addicts is a manifestation of an allergy. That the phenomenon of craving is limited to this class and never occurs in the average temperate drinker. In other words, craving is limited to addicts and alcoholics. That it's, it's an allergy. Once we have that taste of it, it starts. There are many situations which arise out of the phenomenon of craving which cause uh, cause people to make the supreme sacrifice then continue to fight. Th this craving becomes so great that we think, how can I go on? I must use. I'm going to use. And we do. And, you know, we go back to Titus. You know, at one time, 
We too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. This craving came on, and we couldn't do anything about it. Our obsession leaves us, and we enter into this new dimension and this freedom under God as we understood Him. That's what the the benefit, the promise is. We experience this awesome transformation in our lives. The idea of admitting defeat and then we become free. We are free and we can be grateful because this obsession is removed. And when the obsession is removed, so is the craving. The craving never has a chance. The phenomenon of craving never has a chance to begin because the obsession has been removed. How often has our self-will and our obsession to drink and use driven us into a dark pit that, uh, of blackouts, despair, and not knowing? Our obsession for drugs and alcohol have taken away um, so many of the things that we've had paranoia. And all of those things get lifted when the obsession is expelled, when it's removed by a higher power, when it's removed by God, when Jesus takes those things from us. And so today we can know, when we, when we came to recovery, we wanted to lose the obsession, the obsession to drink, the obsession to use. But we didn't really know how to do that. But we decided to stick around long enough, and we encourage you to do the same, to find out from the ones who went before us. We were thinking about, all of a sudden we were thinking about God. We were told to get a higher power And some of us had no idea what that would look like, which is why we have Recovery Church, because we want you to know without a shadow of doubt what that means and what that looks like. The obsession to drink and use is removed one day at a time, and our life goes on, and we learn how to live a sober life. So the whole point of, of obsession and craving, and we have it, and it's something that can be removed. It tells us in the big book, we have recovered, ED, recovered, from a hopeless state of mind and body. Why? Because the obsession has been expelled. The obsession has been removed. And that can happen for you as well. Thanks so much for joining us today in Studio RC. Remember, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 